Well, thank you all for joining us today. I am excited to announce the launch of the Madison Forward Fund, a guaranteed income program to support financial stability for low-income Madisonians. A guaranteed income is a monthly cash payment given directly to individuals. It's unconditional with no strings attached and no work requirements. A guaranteed income is meant to supplement, not replace the existing social safety net and to be a tool for racial and gender equity. The Madison Forward Fund is a year-long guaranteed income experimental program for Madison residents. It's funded entirely by charitable donations. The guaranteed income is a monthly cash payment of $500 given directly to 155 households for 12 months. The purpose of this program is to help our most vulnerable citizens during these tumultuous times, but also to build momentum for a sustained federal program that will bring stable support for families. This program is founded on the belief that people in poverty are best positioned to make informed financial decisions that efficiently address their household's needs. The Madison Forward Fund will invest in local residents, providing them with the unconditional financial support needed to empower them to make the best choices for their family's growth and stability and it will contribute data on these programs' effectiveness, helping to provide proof of concept for a national program. In June of 2020, I became one of the first 15 mayors to join Mayors for a Guaranteed Income, which is a coalition of cities across the United States focused on ending poverty by advocating for guaranteed income policies. A lot has changed since then. Low-income families have weathered the storm of the pandemic with some extra help from the federal government, but many of those pandemic programs have now come to an end, just as families are getting pummeled by high inflation and a shortage of childcare. The Economic Policy Institute recently found that the average cost of infant care in Wisconsin is 48 times more expensive, excuse me, 48% more expensive than the average cost of a public college. That's amazing. This is why guaranteed income is so critical. You never know what the future will bring, and our most vulnerable families deserve sustained, flexible support. Fortunately, the coalition of cities pushing for guaranteed income has grown to have more than 80 participating mayors, and this network of mayors is working together to advocate for a guaranteed income at the local, state, and federal level. We want the benefits of guaranteed income to extend to everyone who needs them, and that's why, as part of Mayors for a Guaranteed Income, we are pushing for a federal guaranteed income for the poor and middle class. This project here in Madison is a true partnership between the city, Mayors for a Guaranteed Income, our academic partners, the University of Wisconsin's Institute for Research on Poverty, and the University of Pennsylvania's Center for Guaranteed Income Research, and our implementation partner, TASC. I want to sincerely thank all of our partners, but especially TASC and the Give Back Foundation, 
who are represented today by Patty Rashke because they have been in it from the beginning offering staff support and financial support and encouragement all along the way. We could not have gotten this far without their help and support. I also want to recognize the Alders that are here. You'll hear from Alder Curry in a minute, but we're also joined by Alder Evers and Alder Benford. And I'm grateful to the city's Guaranteed Income Task Force, who helped make this project a reality. And I want to thank all of the members of that task force. And last, but certainly not least, all of us extend our deepest thanks to the funders who make this possible, including Mayors for a Guaranteed Income, UW Health, Roots and Wings Foundation, the CUNA Mutual Foundation, Madison Gas and Electric Foundation, the PRL Keystone Foundation, the Task Family Foundation, the American Family Insurance Dreams Foundation, Alliant Energy Foundation, and the Wisconsin Department of Health Services. Now it is my pleasure to introduce Council Vice President Jael Curry, who is also a member of the task force. Alder? Good afternoon, everyone, and thank you for being here today on this exciting launch day of the Madison Forward Fund. Uh, my name is J.L. Curry. I am uh, Alder at the City of Madison, representing the dist 16th District, also the Common Council Vice President, and a member of this task force. I'm also a social service provider who has been practicing in the area for about a decade, most recently in the field of homeless services. I'm honored to be here and very pleased that Madison is one of the U.S. cities that has committed to a guaranteed income model and provision. I wholeheartedly support a guaranteed income as an investment and effective way to provide financial stability to Madison residents who need it most. The COVID-19 pandemic has continued to expose the gross and disparate effects of poverty and its many intersections with individual, family, and community well-being. Now is the time for us to reimagine and rethink our economic structures by providing a guaranteed income. Guaranteed income offers dignity and self-determination that contrasts from the archaic one-size-fits-all approach we often find in the fields of human and social services. <clears throat> Providing unrestricted, unrestricted guaranteed income strays from the historic approach of dictating how, when, and what terms individuals can build their lives. This is a key component of empowerment. So I'm sure you all are interested in how to apply. And starting today, um, I believe the website is live. You can apply online at madisonforwardfund.wisc or wisc.edu. The application can be completed electronically or by phone in English, Spanish, and Hmong. In order to be eligible for this fund, you need to be an adult 18 years or older and live in the city of Madison, have at least one child under the age of 18 still living in home, and be a household and have a combined household income that is under 200% of the federal poverty level. As the mayor already acknowledged, we are only able to serve 155 families and we acknowledge that this is a small comparison to the overall need. However, we do plan to have another 200 families to be randomly selected to participate in a control group to compare and contrast outcomes between the two groups. There's a short time, window time to apply. The last day is July 3rd, so please don't wait and apply now. In closing, I'd like to remind us all that poverty isn't a personal failure. However, eliminating it is a community responsibility. 
I'd like to commend and thank Mayor Rhodes Conway for her leadership in taking the first step to demonstrate this responsibility. Special thanks also goes to George Reistad, Nancy Saiz, Blake Roberts Crawl, Anna Walter, and Laura Morellas, as well as my <clears throat> excuse me, as well as my fellow task force members for their work and time in getting us here today. Thank you. Thank you, Alder. Next, we're going to hear from UWIRP's Dr. Catherine Magnuson. Catherine? Thank you. Uh, as with the prior speakers, it's an honor to be here. Um, as a resident of Madison, I am thrilled and excited about this project. It will mean a lot for the community. But as the director of the Institute for Research on Poverty, I'm particularly excited to be a supporting partner in this effort. When this project launches today, or now, it launched a few hours ago, it is bringing Madison into a community with many other cities, advocates, and communities that are truly interested in finding a way to make change and reduce poverty. This is critically important. We have a lot to learn, and the one thing we have learned uh, studying poverty policies for a long time is that having good evidence and being able to tell compelling stories about what money can do for families and for communities is critically important. So I'm proud as a citizen of Madison to be supporting this effort, and I'm even more excited for knowing that we are going to learn a lot together most importantly, we're going to learn from the families who are participating in the program, and we're going to bring that evidence to policymakers, advocates, policy administrators, and convince them that cash, actual cash, can be a powerful tool to fighting poverty. So again, I want to thank everyone who has worked incredibly hard to make this happen. The mayor, the alders, the city staff, um, and our IRP staff. Thank you. Thank you, and I do want to note that um, it is a key piece of this program that we are cooperating with UW and with the University of Pennsylvania to learn as much as we possibly can, um, and building on the other several dozen programs that are happening in cities across the country so that we can collectively show the impact of guaranteed income across the country and use those data to make the argument to the federal government for their action. Um, I also want to just emphasize one more time that eligible families can apply now online at madisonforwardfund.wisc.edu and the last day to apply is July 3rd. And now uh, any of us I think would be happy to take any questions that there are. So at this point in time, it is a one-year program. Um, I can say that there has been significant interest in the community even before launching. Um, so we're certainly open to conversations about extending it further out, um, perhaps with different segments of the community, um, a different targeting. But at this point in time, we've really just been focused on launching this year. Um, I think it's a very valuable tool, and I think we will continue the conversations. By participating in this program, does it exclude you from other social services? It doesn't exclude uh, anything by participation. Um, participants uh, will need to watch their eligibility uh, for other programs, and one of the things that we'll be doing with the folks that are randomly selected to receive the payments is making sure that they have a full suite of benefits counseling so that they understand the potential impacts for their family. 
Other questions? One of the things that bothers me with the UW Odyssey project that I direct is turning away people who want in the program. So you talked about the control group of the 200 families, and then there's going to be a lot of families who apply who don't get in either group. Uh, what are you thinking in terms of, first of all, for the control group, those 200 people who are part of a study, they're you know, like guinea pigs in a research study, but don't get the money. Uh, I think they get some compensation, if I read the website right, and then about the families turned away. It's kind of, yeah. it's the, the hardest thing I do as the director of the Odyssey Project is turning away qualified people at the poverty level who are hungry for a chance to start education for free. I think that's the hardest thing for any social service provider um, is the scale of the demand and the paucity of the resources. Um, so for this program, it is specifically designed as an experiment and we've been very intentional in communicating that. And we will be able to help 155 families and we will ask another 200 plus to participate in the experiment without getting the income. However, everyone will be compensated for their time in filling out any of the research surveys. So we do want to honor people's time um, and acknowledge that we're asking them to do a little bit of work there. I think the experience from other cities suggests that people are willing to participate regardless of what group they get randomly placed into. Um, and that, but we will have, I think, uh, already it's apparent that we will have um, a much higher level of demand than we can meet. Um, to me, that is an argument for taking this conversation to the federal level. Um, it's an argument for restoring the child tax credit. It's an argument for taking a guaranteed income seriously as federal policy because the need is so large. Other questions? Yeah, maybe this is a question for your director of the IRP, but um, as far as looking at consequences of this experiment, what would you consider to be the markers of successes or failures when you start? Well, so it, for me, I think that um, We've already passed one marker of success that people are applying um, and are interested. Um, I think um, I'll be happy if we can f uh, go through the year and um, that the, the research um, results come in, that we get the data that we need. Um, I'll be considered a, a marker of success if these the families that we are able to help find themselves in a better position at the end of the year. Um, but. I do really want to emphasize that, that one of our main outcomes that we're looking for here is to learn and, and to make the case for these kinds of programs nationally. Yeah. Do you want to add anything? I'll Come up to the mic. That, I, I will just add that um, one of the real unique and wonderful things about cash support is that it means different things to different families and can support them in different ways. So for some, we expect that they'll be better able to meet basic needs and that we might see that in the data. But for others, they may have their basic needs met, but are really looking to move their families forward, uh, get some more training, move to a better housing situation. So it's really a range of things that could be affected that together would make people overall better off. I think that one of the things that we've seen in the results from other cities that have completed their programs and analyzed their data is actually, uh, surprisingly, um, it helps people access better employment. Um, and that's, so I would love to see that in our data, but um, ask us a year from now. <laughs> Any other questions? 
All right, I wanna thank once again all of the folks that are here with us uh, for this launch um, who have put so much time and energy into making it possible. I'm not gonna name everybody's names, but you know who you are, um, and particularly our funding partners for making it possible for us to do this without any city taxpayer dollars going into it. I think that's really remarkable that our community is so generous, um, and I hope that we can continue to call on that generosity to help to solve poverty in Madison. Thank you all for being here.